everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio here live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. I am Joe Chisholm here, flying solo once again in the Race Time Radio studio. Junior is got his headset on right now, as a matter of fact, at Peterborough Speedway. Of course, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend has been all weekend long at Peterborough Speedway and uh, Joe Jr. down there spotting today uh, for J.R. Fitzpatrick. And it sounds like they got quite a field of cars down there at Peterborough Speedway. And uh, guys really getting ready to get her on down there. We'll get you up to date on everything that's happening at Peterborough Speedway. Um, believe it or not, how about Tim Terry? Uh, we're used to hearing Tim Terry out in on Canada's East Coast, out there in the Maritimes, got his finger and everything else is uh, right on the pulse of racing out there. Uh, nothing going on in the Maritimes this weekend. So what's Tim Terry do? Uh, he climbs aboard one of the haulers that was heading uh, west uh, that came to Peterborough Speedway uh, for Autumn Colors. Uh, Braden Langell uh, brought his legend car and I believe Robbie Thompson even made an appearance back on his old stomping ground at Peterborough Speedway. And uh, Tim Terry climbed aboard the hauler and was at Peterborough Speedway, still is at Peterborough Speedway, and is going to join us here shortly and give us a live update on how things are going at Peterborough. Couldn't get Junior, of course, get the headset on. Uh, we will try and hear from him a little bit later. Uh, the show is two hours. We'll see how long it takes to do 167 laps for the Pro Late Models. Maybe it'll be a real fast race, and we'll get a chance to get the winner on tonight uh, from Peterborough. Uh, we're also trying to, you know, see how things are going for the Hot Rod Championship. And uh, we got lots coming at you tonight. Uh, kind of a different show here for Thanksgiving weekend. Of course, with the big action happening at Peterborough. Uh, a lot of our content will be circled around that. They had rain this weekend, which uh, uh, which forced the program over into today. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to try and keep you up to date, get you the latest and all the information uh, that we can possibly get you from the short track side of things here tonight in Ontario. Uh, we'll also hear tonight on the show uh, John Caselli, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, of course, John is the uh, promoter uh, from Flamborough Speedway. Haven't heard from John all season long. A good friend of mine and a good friend of Race Time Radio. We're going to talk to John tonight. Uh, of course, uh, last weekend was Frosttoberfest at Flamborough. Rain uh, really, uh, you know, uh, got those guys on Sunday and uh, they canceled the show. So they couldn't do it this weekend because of Autumn Colors. They've now pushed it off, and uh, we're going to see the second half of Frostoberfest next Saturday at Flamborough Speedway. And John Caselli is going to slide by tonight on Race Time, and uh, we'll, we'll get you up to date on everything that you can look forward to. That, my friends, will be the final short track race here in the province of Ontario on asphalt. That'll do it. 
uh, and it'll be at Flamborough Speedway. We'll get you ready for everything that's coming down the line. Uh, London Recreational, of course, Mike Schmidt does a wonderful job with Frostoberfest and uh, the Grisdale Triple Crown will be in there. Uh, we got lots to talk to John Caselli about tonight on the show, and we'll hear from him here uh, right, at the, right at the beginning of our number two. We'll also go off to Canada's West Coast and Trevor Siebert. We heard from Trev a few times this year. Uh, he's the promoter at uh, Penticton Speedway. Also involved Area 27, that big, beautiful speedway out in B.C., uh, and also the RS1 Cup Series. That is uh, Trevor Sieberts as well. Uh, we're going to talk to Trev about all the above. We'll uh, sort of recap the season, if you will, and uh, see how things went out in B.C. with Trevor. I look forward to catching up with him. And uh, we're also going to have hopefully a little bit of time tonight to open the phone lines. How about that? Open the phone lines and hear from you. What's on your mind? Uh, did you see a, you know, super exciting race this year? Do you got something on your mind you want to talk about? Lots happening. Delaware Speedway. I'm here in the asphalt. Uh, wall re- re- Retaining wall uh, is getting sheared up, and things are getting ready to go through a huge transformation at Delaware Speedway. Uh, maybe you know about that. Uh, maybe you've got some inside information. Maybe there's something you want to share with us tonight on Race Time. We're going to try and carve out some time where I can open the phone lines up because, as mentioned, flying solo in the studio tonight. Sure could use your help jumping onto the show. Uh, look forward to the conversation. But what do you say we get to the hotline and welcome in Tim Terry? He's not on that East Coast. No, 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 no. Uh, had nothing to do this weekend. And, you know, Tim, he's got to go find a race. He found one, Peterborough Speedway, Autumn Colors, and he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Timmy? How are you? I'm doing great so far, Joe. How are you? Uh, doing fantastic, my friend. Well, it's been, uh, well, I think I read a tweet earlier. It's been 10 years since you made your first trip to Peterborough Speedway. Look at you go, man. You're back there again. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This has been a fun, fun weekend, minus the rain yesterday. Uh, that put a little damper on everything. Had to uh, move some qualifying and some features around today. But they are on the second-to-last feature right now. Uh, actually, Sam Rogers just climbed. I'm standing on top of Robbie Thompson's toter in uh, one and two, and uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of green flag action to speak of. I don't think we've actually completed the lap. I think we've got three cautions so far, and we've got two cars tore up here on the right track. That sounds something like uh, Autumn Colors has got the potential of having. But, hey, Timmy, they will get it all straightened around, and uh, they'll get a bunch of green flag laps underway shortly. But it sounds like it has been a busy weekend there. Uh, When did you roll into town? Uh, We rolled into town Friday morning. Uh, Pick 8's opened at 10. I think we got here at about 9.30 a.m. All night. Thursday, driving up with Robbie Thompson and, and the crew and Braden Langell and uh, Sam Rogers got here yesterday, landed in Toronto, got him over here with uh, the Canadian Legend Car crew with Kevin Poise and, and the gang. And I uh, got to hang out with the Ontario Legends series. I uh, got to actually call their race uh, about an hour ago on the uh, on the PA here, so that was pretty neat. Uh, it's been a fun weekend so far, 26 hours, and as soon as they clear tech with the Legend Cars, we're going to load in the toter and. Uh, Headed on back because we've got work to do on Tuesday. Braden's got to get back to work. I've got to get back to work, and we got to get ready for uh, the Ricky Bobby at 660. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, my friend. You're in never a dull moment when you're hanging around with Tim Terry. I can guarantee you that. If you just tuned into Race Time Radio, we do have Tim Terry 
on the hotline. Tim, uh, those legend cars, you're quite familiar with all these legend car drivers. Uh, you do a lot of calling down south at the beginning of the season when things all fire off or the Nationals. You've been familiar with all of them. I bet you caught up with a few friends that you haven't seen this year. Yeah, absolutely. Number one, I'm bummed to not be at Nationals. This was Nationals weekend. They ran yesterday. Congratulations to all the winners down there. But uh, Victory Lane was like a homecoming for me today. I got to interview Matt Hoff as the winner. Braden Langell was second, and Nick Ledson was third. Had a, had a great race with Parker Trace for that final spot on the podium. But it's great to see some familiar names. And it, it just goes to show the talent in this Legends field here in Ontario. And uh, all throughout, Bra- Braden Langell was right with them. Uh, Matt Hoff pretty much dominated the race. Hit the Parker kind of went back and forth. Parker kind of got shuffled out in the final restart. Ledson started scratch, missed qualifying, had to work his way back up. Uh, just a phenomenal race put on by the Legends. The, the, the whole week so far, the whole day has been great. Uh, the Superstock race was dandy earlier. Uh, lots of twists and turns. Uh, time limit started to come into play, so those guys went a little bit harder. The uh, the bone stocks were great. Uh, it, it's been a fun race so far. Obviously, the late models are uh, little slow start, but uh, every division has those races. And it happens, right? Uh, Tim, a different complexion, right? You're used to seeing races at all the short tracks in the Maritimes. You visit them all at least once or twice or even more. Uh, the fields that you see out in the Maritimes and, uh, you know, the driver, the caliber, the, the race teams that you see out there, uh, you get to Ontario now and you get a chance to see Autumn Colors and you get to see a good cross-section of what Ontario has to offer. Pretty exciting stuff for you, I bet, and pretty exciting stuff when you look at the grand scheme of things. I'd say short track racing's looking pretty good right about this time. Absolutely, and you mentioned Frosttoberfest is next weekend, so there's some super stocks and a couple of cars that probably aren't here that should be here that are saving it for Flamborough next week, but... Uh, you look at the field of cars that are here, the, the late models, they start at 20 here a couple of moments ago. The super stocks, I think we're at 19 or 20. Uh, legend cars are at 20. Anytime you can pull a field, especially coming off of this COVID-19 pandemic, is great. Oh, by the way, 100% capacity. This place is absolutely jam-packed with fans. It's great to see. Oh, you got to love it. Peterborough Speedway, what a great atmosphere. JP does a tremendous job with that event. Uh, I think back through the years, and uh, there's been a lot of memorable moments at the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Are the colors out there, Tim? Did you get a chance to see any? Usually around this time of the year, they're peaking at around 70-80%. Is it that way over Peterborough Way? They're probably about 60 to 70. Uh, I'm standing in front of a, a tree off a of turn two that's, that's fairly orange. Uh, there's some trees that are on the back straightaway that could use a little more color, but I would say probably about 60%. It, it's a... Uh, it's a beautiful scene. I'm used to Shediac, the Center for Speed, on this weekend. Uh, want to send our condolences to the Wild family. They had a death in the family. They had to cancel that race and their season early, uh, which it made it made it easy for me to come up here with, with Robbie and the crew. But uh, yeah, the uh, the colors are, are starting to come out. They're beautiful in New Brunswick. Can't wait to get back there, go through there, and. Uh, Go racing there next weekend. Uh, pretty amazing. So things are not wrapped up yet out on the East Coast. Uh, what else you got coming up out there? So next weekend is the busiest weekend. Ricky Bobby 150, $15,000 person street stocks coming up at Speedway 660 on Saturday. Uh, around 1500 to win plus lap money. It, it's one of their last big shows. They got rained out a couple of weeks ago, so they'll do it all over again uh, on Saturday. Sunday, Lake Dowsett wraps up their season. Valley Raceway, uh, Dylan Langell and the guys are going to wrap up their season on the Sunday. 
Uh, the week after that, Miramichi has their V8 outlaw, mini stock, four-cylinder outlaw race demolition. And we are announcing it this week, so we'll let the cat out of the bag. Sydney Speedway is reopening on October 30th, headlined by a late model Sports 100, Legend 50, mini stock 75. Just got all that information from Linda. We're still trying to nail down start times and all that fun stuff, but Sydney is reopening on Saturday, October 30th, to close off the season. Wow, that's awesome news. That's great to hear. And to have, uh, you know, a big event at the end of it, uh, that's a good springboard into what will be to come in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it might get a little bit loud here, Joe. The late models are, are trying to restart their race. But, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal to see all those racetracks working together. Obviously, Scotia Speed World Riverside, all those tracks are done for the year, which, you know, it's October, it's getting cold, but... Uh, those fall colors, those those big open invitationals at the end of the season always put on a great show. They sure do. Tim, I can't help but uh, myself, every time I get to these tracks, I see an APC race. You know, it's been a couple of years now since I've seen a Pro Stock Tour race. But when I see everything that I get a chance to see, and you're getting a chance to see it now, uh, can you just imagine some of these teams getting together for the IWK 250 and uh, it, it, so many good events on the East Coast of Canada that some of these guys, just like your guys did this weekend, should be making the trip and heading east? It's funny. I, I actually got to meet Frank from Quickwit tonight uh, in the pit area after the race, and he was talking about him and his wife going out next year and uh, checking out the Cabot Trail and going racing. And, and by the way, thank you to Quickwit for all they do for the sport. Uh, and they helped Riverside International Speedway out this year and what have you. So uh, great to connect with them. But they even said the same thing. We're going to take a vacation. We're going to go out and enjoy it uh, and have some fun. And I, this weekend here, I, I was here 10 years ago. I know the experience. Uh, if you're a legend team, if you're a late model team and you're out east, plan around this weekend. Come out next year. It's always Thanksgiving Day weekend. Obviously, Shediac runs. I understand that. It's a 20-something hour haul. I can tell you this event is worth it. Uh, there's a lot of other big events in Ontario. Make plans, do some traveling if the, the budget allows you, and come out and have some fun at a racetrack. Yeah, just maybe on the other side of this pandemic like we're getting to, maybe, just maybe we'll all be able to get out and experience the best racing uh, that you can. And it's uh, right here in Canada, kind of cool stuff. Can you imagine Frank Wall's eyes pulling into the campground at the IWK 250? Can you imagine that, Tim? He's already counting the days to the tailgate party. Uh, I, I, I explained to him it's one of the biggest shows of the summer. Uh, everybody loves Riverside. Everybody loves Nova Scotia. It's always a great time to get out and enjoy uh, some great racing. And I uh, can't wait to have them there next year with us. Yeah, just amazing. Now, uh, Tim, the big weekend uh, at uh, Oktoberfest, or not Oktoberfest, but Frostfest is coming up. There's no way, right, that you could just go over and jump into Joe Jr.'s truck, head back up here, and I could take you to Frostoberfest, and then we could, I don't know, mail you back to the East Coast after that one? It's, it's funny. I actually had a conversation with the Collisons about uh, potentially staying up here for a week and enjoying Flambro, but... Uh, with the way the flights are, rental cars are, it's not really feasible. I'd love to stay for an extra week, but uh, it's, uh, the racing up here has been phenomenal. And uh, good luck to all those teams that are competing next week. It should be a fun show. So did Robbie Thompson get his butt into a car this weekend, or was he just a crew chief, crew chief deluxe? I could barely hear you over the late models. All I heard was Robbie Thompson, and I can tell you we had a history lesson coming up here, Joe. <laughs> uh, he talked about the Pinty's uh, 
I think the Pippi track record that he holds here, the late model championship that he had back in uh, 93 or 94. And uh, these road trips are always great. It's always great to, to tell stories, kind of be a sponge and, and soak everything in. And uh, over the 26, 27 hours, we definitely had uh, had stories. Uh, Robbie Thompson, believe it or not, is a great dancer, regardless of what he says. Uh, he's a great dancer. Uh, did he get into a race car this weekend, or did he just do the crew chief role? Come again? Did Robbie Thompson make it into a race car this weekend? Uh, no, he did not. He sat in one of the legend cars. We've been trying all season long to get him in a legend car at Coast Speed World. It hasn't quite worked out yet. He's got, I think, three or four out of the East Coast now. Uh, they're taking one home. I think that's going to Sydney to race with Grace Langell from the Boise so uh, the car that he raced today is going back to Nova Scotia. Uh, Robbie's got it up. We've been trying to, you know, twist that rubber arm and get him out in the legend car, but it hasn't happened yet. But we say it before, legend car drivers never retire, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, we're going to let you go and experience that last Pro Stock Tour race. Not the Pro Stock Tour, but the Pro Late Model race at uh at uh, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. I can't thank you enough for jumping on here and giving us a report from Autumn Colors. Uh, you guys have a safe trip home, and make sure you say hi to Robbie and Brayton and all the teams there. Uh, you guys have a safe trip back to Nova Scotia. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And uh, Now that we started to talk, they're getting some uh, green flag glasses. Dan McGaddy and Jared McPatrick are putting on a show here for the league. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of this race. It's going to be a long way to go. Well, you hang in there, Tim. It's going to be a dandy one. You have a safe trip, and I know we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Joe. You betcha. That's Tim Terry, of course. Uh, Tim's Corner Co- Tim's Corner Motorsports uh, is where you can find a lot of his coverage. Uh, he does a lot of write-ups, of course, video. Uh, Tim does a great job on Canada's East Coast. And how about that? Getting a chance to experience some good old short track racing right here in the province of Ontario. Uh, Tim, I remember the first time Tim Terry uh, decided to come up to Ontario and check out Autumn Colors. It was 10 years ago. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Uh, But Tim said to me, uh, I was down on the East Coast and we were doing the live broadcast that we do on Race Time Radio of the Pro Stock Tour out there. And Tim said, this autumn color sounds like a dynamite event. I said, Tim, you got to check it out. If at all, if you get a chance at all, make sure you, you know, come on up to Peterborough. I said, you'll love it. Uh, And sure enough, that year he did. Uh, We had a great time. Sue and I and Tim sat in the grandstand watching autumn colors. And uh, Tim was in awe. Uh, He just loved it. And uh, kind of cool that he made his way back. And how about this? Robbie Thompson back at Peterborough, but not in a race car. That would I guarantee you that would have drove Robbie just right around the bend, not being in a race car this weekend. But I'll, I'll tell you, it would have felt good uh, to be back up on his old stomping grounds. He had so much success at Peterborough Speedway and, well, all the tracks here in Ontario, even the ones out on the East Coast in Quebec, uh, Robbie Thompson, the real deal. Uh, we all know and love him. Uh, and uh, we'll catch up with him again one of these nights and uh, get his take on what he's seen at Peterborough this weekend. But as Tim says, uh, the late models are on the track right now at Peterborough. Dan McCaddy and J.R. Fitzpatrick. 
duking it out at the front of the field. It's 167 laps uh, that that is uh, going to make up the distance of tonight's race at Peterborough uh, to cap Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. And I know, it, with any luck at all, as long as everything completes, by the time we throw the checkered flag in the air on the show here, uh, we're going to try and get you the winner of that race. We'll definitely hear from uh, uh, Joe Jr. Uh, he is spotting for J.R. Fitzpatrick right now. And it sounds like things are going pretty good for the boys out there on the East Coast. But I can tell you, we're going to hit a quick break here on race time. Uh, if you want, we got a little time here in the next, oh, say, 20 minutes or so uh, to take your calls. You're tuned in tonight, maybe driving home from, uh, pardon me, Autumn Colors, or maybe driving home from the cottage. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and you want to, you got something short track that you want to talk about here tonight, please feel free to give us a call. I'm going to give you the number. It's 519-371-7588. Let me tell you again, 519-371-7588. You dial that number up, we'll get you on the show on the other side of the break. And it's whatever you want to talk about. Give us a call, 519-371-7588. But we're going to hit this break. When we come back, hopefully we're going to hear from you right here live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167. Hey, race fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! 
access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. side-by-side for the win. Oh. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. Happy Thanksgiving to absolutely everybody uh, yeah, up here in Canada. Yeah, we got our Thanksgiving. Uh, we, we celebrated uh, early in the year compared to our, our friends down south. Uh, they still got a few weeks to go before they get to indulge in uh, the turkey stuff that we had uh, here at the Chisholm household. We had our Thanksgiving yesterday. Uh, it was great seeing our family. Uh, we had uh, my brother-in-laws were here. My sister-in-laws were here. And uh, we, we had a great time. Uh, we really had a good time. And uh, just uh, my wife did a fantastic job. Uh it's going to be uh, chicken. We got chicken sandwiches now uh, for uh, probably the next couple of days. Uh, but I'll tell you, we had a great Thanksgiving. Sure hope you are having a great Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe dinner tonight. Maybe you had it last night. Uh, I know any of the teams that participate in the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, uh, I can remember now, it's been a few years since I was able to get down to Autumn Colors because, of course, we do race time radio on Sunday nights. And uh, Sunday is usually the big day at Peterborough. So uh, what, I can't be there. I can't be on the air at the same time. So, uh, you know, I got to do one or the other. Uh, but teams that are involved in the big event at Autumn Colors uh, usually have Thanksgiving after the weekend. Uh, they'll get a chance next weekend. Uh, if they're not, of course, participating in Frostoberfest, and you know there's going to be a pile of race teams that are, you know, racing this weekend that will also be racing next weekend. And, of course, uh, I've seen some very, very creative and some very delicious-looking uh, Thanksgiving meals prepared right in the pit area and in the campground area at the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. Now, if you've never been able to enjoy uh, the, the weekend or take part in the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, it is Thanksgiving weekend each and every year. Maybe put it on your planner next year. Uh, take a look at the weather we've had this weekend. Now, I know we had rain yesterday, which, you know, really messes up the schedule uh, for everybody at the track uh, they go green on Friday night, uh, fairly early on Friday night on this weekend. 
Uh, they do a lot of qualifying. The young guns will take to the racetrack. Uh, they get a lot of qualifying done. And uh, there are some features on the Friday night. Then it parlays into the Saturday. You get more practice, more qualifying, some more features, uh, and some more buildup. And uh, Saturday is always a great day at the track. And then, of course, the big finale and all the features, the main feature events, all take place on Sunday. When you end up with what we had this year, uh, where the track unfortunately got rained out yesterday, uh, it really puts the pressure on the Sunday events. Uh, and what JP did this year uh, was he did some time limits for the features. So if things got out of hand, and sometimes they do on these big special events, uh, if things get out of hand and the races get to be you know stretched out a wee bit, then, uh, you know, they'll be up along the clock so that they can fit everything in as there is so much to run on the weekend. And then, you know, throw in the fact that you get a rain out in there, uh, it really adds the pressure to it. So uh, by all accounts, sounds like Autumn Colors Classic Weekend was very well attended again this year and uh, uh, really good to see because last year, what uh, didn't even happen, right? Uh, the pandemic in the way. And it sounds like things are uh, pretty well back to normal at Peterborough Speedway. And uh, we're all looking forward to 2022. And uh, we can get this thing firmly behind us and get back to regular life as we know it at the short tracks. And uh, Man, I tell you what, I'm already looking forward to 2022, and we still got one more big one to come, and that is Flamborough Speedway next weekend. Now, coming up in hour number two, I have John Caselli, the promoter, uh, owner-promoter from Flamborough Speedway, uh, just outside Hamilton, Ontario, of course, Flamborough Speedway, iconic Flamborough. Uh, John Caselli is going to join us at the top of the hour and we're going to talk about Frosttoberfest presented by London Recreational and Grisdale. Uh, we're going to hear from John tonight on the program. And uh, we're going to talk about next weekend, get you all set and ready to go for what is uh, coming up. You got Glenn? You got Glenn? Great. Hey, you know what we're going to do here? Uh, like I say, we got John coming up. We also have Trevor Siebert coming up uh, from BC. Uh, he's going to be on the show here in our number two. But what do you say we'll go back to the hotline and welcome in a guy, a good friend of Race Time Radio, a good friend of mine that I have not personally spoke to in a long, long time. Uh, just last weekend, this particular guest uh, was in a place that I didn't expect to see him, and that was behind the wheel of an Ascar Pinty series car at Delaware Speedway. And... Uh, he's normally uh, riding a rocket on a dirt track at the Big O, but we have Glenn Styers on the hotline. Glenn, what's going on, buddy? How have you, do- how have you been? Hey, Joe. I'm just sitting here in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, spent the night with the Rolling Stones, and um, yeah, just getting Nashville, uh, my Nashville time, and it's been incredible here. Unreal. Glenn, it's so great to hear your voice. Uh, so great to talk to you. I've missed you. Uh, I'll tell you that. And I can tell you, I really missed the action at us. We can all season two. This has been a long pandemic, my friend. Yes, it has. Me and you both 
Um, but tell you right now, Michigan Speedway is going to be all new and rebuilt. It's going to be incredible. So this time off hasn't been a really a time off. It's been a time of uh, extreme building. That's what I've been seeing. That's what I've been hearing. And uh, some of the renderings that I've seen, Glenn, oh, my Lord, is it going to look different. Uh, you already had a beautiful short track. This is going to go way over the top uh, when things get uh, back underway, so to speak. Uh, you, the stuff you guys have been doing there has been incredible. Have you been uh, able to stay up with the race teams? And, oh, you have such a great base at the Big O. Have you had a chance to, uh, you know, at least talk to everybody every now and then? Well, you know what? I um, So I went racing with Kenny Schrader in uh, Arkansas at Batesville Speedway. Um, again, you just said that I was hanging out in uh, Delaware at running the NASCAR PDs and um, at Merrittville running the Modified. And... Um, as you know, I got in a bad crash about four years ago and haven't been able to, let's say, stay on the sunlight for more than five minutes and able to swing a club or ride a bike or go see doing or anything. All of the stuff I used to do, um, it was extremely uh, tough, even devastating, not being able to um, do the things that I used to love to do and uh, had to be patient and uh, got all healed up. I kept trying to come back. I kept trying to race. I kept trying to do everything. And um, I, I just wasn't able to. And now I'm finally back. It's taken a long time, but here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so glad to hear and so thankful uh, that you're able to come back and uh, heal up and, and, you know, do things that you enjoy doing, Glenn. You are a huge, huge part of our sport. And uh, what you've done for our sport has been just second to none. Uh, it's good to hear that you're being able to enjoy uh, the, the racing end of it. Uh, it. So what did you think of the NASCAR Pinty Series? I know you're familiar with all different forms of motorsports. How did that Pinty's car feel at Delaware Speedway? I had no idea it's that difficult. You know, you watch cars, these NASCARs and stuff from the uh, cheap seats and think I could just jump in and do that. I'm not afraid. It is difficult. It is a handful. I'm telling you, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I got lapped so many times. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I'm, I bought a new car. Um, we're even contemplating building some road course cars, but, I just love it. Just I didn't care first or last. I just wanted to go and do some laps and and ride around. Um, and I had a blast. It was incredible. You know, the pandemic has uh, undoubtedly just you know it, it's destroyed so many big plans. It has uh, it's changed life for absolutely everyone. But one of the biggest heartaches, you know, and, and there, there, there was a ton of them, but one of the biggest heartaches for me when this pandemic hit uh, was, uh, you know, I was so looking forward to seeing the NASCAR Pinty Series going on dirt for the first time. It was announced uh, for the 2020 season. Uh, we interviewed DJ Kennington and uh, we had Andrew Ranger on the show after being out at the Big O and doing some testing. Uh, everybody was so excited for it. 
And uh, then, you know, the pandemic hit and boom, we couldn't do it in 2020. So we all turned our attention to 2021 and went, okay, it's we're going to see not only a great series, but how about this? We're going to see these guys on dirt and just, you know, that same thing. Excitement started all over again. And boom, it happens to us again where it gets canceled. Uh, When we take a look at that race, Glenn, uh, that is going to be incredible when it does take place. Is it safe to say that 2022 is going to be the year? Yeah, I think so. Um, I got the uh, pit roads paved. I got concrete pads laid down. Um, I think that we were... We probably weren't ready for the NASCAR Pinty's cars, um, but come 2022, oh my goodness, it's going to be incredible. It will be a um, hundred times better than it would have been. So it's going to be it's going to be incredible. I know we had uh, Stuart Friesen had Stu on after one of his uh, truck wins. And, you know, we were talking about us weekend and going on dirt with Pendies. And he was coming up and talking to Kenny Wallace about it. Everybody uh, coming off the chip for that race. And I know we're all looking forward to the day that it actually takes place. But would it be safe to say maybe even now after, you know, you being out there at Delaware last weekend, do you think maybe you would jump into a Pinty's car for the race out this weekend in the Pinty series. You yourself, do you think you'd want to jump into it? Absolutely. I'm willing to try anything and race anything and run anything. And being in a Pinty's car at a Schwiegen Speedway would have been incredible. Um, last two years, I wouldn't have been ready for it. But I think if I run and race with these guys for the 2022 season and then we um, build a dirt car for that, I think it would be incredible. And probably a big difference without saying, uh, Glenn, uh, the difference between a NASCAR Pinty's car that would be on asphalt and one that would show up and go on dirt, would they be two totally different race cars? Or could you get away with using an asphalt car on dirt but making the changeover to it, of course? Well, you know what? I hung out with uh, Kenny Schrader and ran one of his modifieds in Arkansas. And... um, I kind of think that it'd be a cross between a regular asphalt car and a dirt modified and, uh, say, the um, Merrittville modified cars, like the 358 modifieds. Mm-hmm. I think that there's going to have to be some technology built into that rear suspension in order to get this car to turn properly. So um, I think you're going to see some special cars built for the dirt. I don't know how else they could manage it you know it has to be it has to be uh pretty tricky pretty tricky technology to get hooked up to the track you know when i think back to the uh nascar camping world truck series coming north of the border that was what five years ago now that we've seen the first silverado 250 at ctmp uh and you know talking to uh guys like uh, johnny sauter and matt crafton and so on uh, you know, they, they were going to go on the road course. And those guys always been on ovals. Uh, you know, they uh, I shouldn't say always. There was, uh, you know, uh, a road course race years ago, but then they had stopped going to the road course for a long time. And CTMP was going to go back on the schedule. My question for those guys was, are you going to have to now build a road course truck 
to come up to Canada and run because that was going to be their only road course race. And Matt Crafton yeah. said, you know, you're number one. I don't think you're going to have that. We're going to take, a, you know, a short track truck or we're going to take a mid medium range truck and we're going to make it sort of retrofit to the road course. But I'll tell you what, second year, the second year, talking to all those same guys and said, so is this the same truck you had here last year? I doubt it. No, no. Yeah. These are all purpose-built trucks. I think yeah. that's what you're going to see on dirt, too. And when they yeah. get that equipment, man, is it going to make for some real dynamite racing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. It's going to be incredible. Incredible. So it's great. So great to hear you. If you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, we're with Glenn Styers, of course. He's the owner of Oswegan. Uh, he's also, uh, you know, uh, an accomplished sprint car driver. Uh, and Glenn, uh, any chance you've been doing any kind of test laps in one of your sprint cars? Um, so I, I've been running the sprint car um, mainly at Merrittville. And um, the first, I don't know, four or five races that I went back into, I finished 18th. You know, um, that was kind of like the best I could do. And I was trying my hardest. And um, the last time I raced at Merrittville, I, I led probably, you know, over half the race. And um, I, I'm very close to winning again. So, um, yeah, I'm back. And you can feel it. You can hear it. Uh, and, and when you can feel it, man, I'll tell you what, that's good news for you. Probably not real good news for the competition because uh, they're probably, uh, you know, glad to hear that you're feeling better and you're coming back and you're back. Uh, but I'll tell you what, they would have kind of enjoyed not racing against you because you're one tough customer to beat when you get on that speedway. Oh, yes. It's my favorite. It's, you have no idea how much I love it. It feels like I'm home. Not running the Pinty's NASCAR was so tough. You have no idea. But jumping in a sprint car, one hand all day. No problem. So we got big changes happening at Delaware Speedway right now, too, by the sounds of it. I haven't seen anything, but from what I'm hearing, uh, things are going to look totally different at Delaware Speedway. What did it feel like from behind the wheel? That's pretty character-filled track, as some would say. Others would just say downright, it's it's bumpy. Oh, yeah, it, it was pretty rough. But, you know, once you got ra- racing around there, and kind of got used to the uh, contour of the track. It was um, it was just a lot of fun. It's uh, so different. It's so different. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Um, from watching it from TV is slow. Yeah. And when you're behind the wheel on the track, it is fast and furious. Yeah, and the guys you were on the racetrack with, um, DJ Kennington had a great weekend last weekend. Uh, three main features, three points-paying events. And old DJ in that Castro-Ledge Dodge goes out there and wins two out of the three. Uh, he, had a, he had the best weekend he has had in years. Uh, it, you know what that feels like when you go down and everything, you know, those stars all align and everything goes right. It kind of feels good, and it uh, sort of re- rewards the teams for doing all the work that they do to get those things ready to race. Yeah, I talked to DJ after, and um, I was I was totally amazed at. I said, "How do you do this?" He runs NASCAR four five hours straight. He's got to run that same intensity that whole time. It, 
I, I just can't even express to the fans enough how deep of a concentration you got to be to be consistent lap after lap after lap and you can't make any mistakes like dj is absolutely incredible yeah it's going to be wild uh, to see everything back on the racetrack of course the nascar penny series uh is uh firmly in the history books lp dumlin wins the championship uh, but, uh, you know, the teams are going to be preparing for 2022. And even our guest here on the Hotline, Glenn Stars, kind of getting prepared for 2022 as well for the NASCAR Penny Series, at least on dirt. Can you see yourself, Glenn? Uh, you know, you're, you're going to be a busy cat, no doubt, next year with all you've got going on. Could you see yourself doing more uh, than a handful of NASCAR pennies races, or do you think you'd just sort of stick to those ones that this weekend and uh, maybe a couple others? Well, what my plan is, talking to uh, Whitey, he's the one that built the car, um, I'm going to run, because it's usually on Sundays, I'm going to run all of the oval racing. Um, if I build a uh, oval or a dirt, um, a road course car, then I'll run some of the road course stuff. Uh, we're going to test on tuesday um so i'm flying back from nashville going to um where, where they had the nascar trucks and uh and run there a bunch of practices um, a lot of guys are telling me it's pretty spooky going there <laughs> fast they figure about 170 miles an hour down that back street that sounds like it's gonna fit you like a glove the faster the better for you isn't it yeah yeah, incredible. Glenn, this has been great catching up with you tonight. Uh, can't tell you how much we appreciate the time, and I can't tell you how good it feels to hear your voice and to hear things are finally going right for you. Uh, from a health perspective, uh, I, I know I can't wait to see you back on a racetrack. And uh, it, it was so funny for listeners uh, a few years ago, uh, down at this weekend, I uh, get down there and Glenn says, hey, Joe, you haven't come for a ride in the two-seater yet. Come on, get in the two-seater. I'll take you. I said, forget it. Forget it. I couldn't do it, man. You guys, I couldn't even be a passenger in there. You guys go so fast in those cars, uh, man. But you know what? Glenn, if the opportunity ever comes up again, I'll take you up on it, brother. I'll jump in there with you. Uh, you're one of the best behind the wheel. And uh, I, I would definitely never pass up an opportunity like that ever again. All right, that's a promise you can't break. I won't. I can guarantee that. Glenn, this has been great catching up with you. And fans, you can stay up uh, with us, Weekend Speedway. The changes as things are coming, Glenn, I trust that you're posting uh, lots and keeping the fans up to date. Yep, so we can do that, uh, watch the social media, and uh, we'll see how things progress through the off season. Sounds like it's going to be a busy one. I, are you getting ready to go then for the Chili Bowl? I guess that would be the next real big race. Maybe yes. this year you'll get in it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I built some new cars. I'll uh, have Kyle come in. You're going to go see another show. They're playing twice. No, Good deal. Glenn, have a good one. Be safe, and I know we'll talk to you again real soon. All right. You have a good night. You betcha. Glenn Styers, the Sweet Speedway. And, uh, man, isn't that great news to hear he is back? He's feeling good. Uh, he's back behind the wheel. Great to see him behind the wheel of a Pindy's car. 
just last weekend at Delaware Speedway. And, you know, I tried to get things lined up last weekend. Uh, I asked Glenn, invited him on the show. He gave me his number, uh, and you know, we just ran out of time. So I couldn't do it. I thought, man, we got to try and get him on here. Uh, not every day do you see uh, Glenn Styers behind the wheel of a Pindy's car. And uh, when, when I think back to when I met Glenn, uh, it wasn't on this weekend. It was long before he even had the dirt track. Uh, back in the All-Star days, uh, he rolled in, uh, he and I believe it was his brother, uh, in uh, at uh, either Flamborough Speedway or Sobble for the All-Star Series. And, uh, yeah, Glenn used to be one of those late model guys uh, that's tearing around the track right now at uh, Peterborough Speedway. Uh, so that's where he got to start. Look at him today. Uh, and thank God he is who he is and does what he does uh, in this sport because he makes it better. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay right there. we got lots more coming at you. Everybody, this is Tom Walters, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Gene Simmons and his famous tongue stop by Canada Talks. We were recording some demos at Electric Lady Studios in New York City. And the first record had just come out a few doors down from Electric Lady Studios, which was built by Jimi Hendrix and his people. I remember going a few doors down in this small record company. It had Kiss album in the window. And I remember going in and buying it. And it was sort of like magic. Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 160. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchek. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. 
FaceTime Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I'm Joe Chisholm, flying solo here in the Race Time Radio studio. Now, I say flying solo. I always got uh, Susie Q. She's out there manning the phones and uh, making sure she lines us up with our guests and everything. Of course, uh, my right arm, my wife, Sue. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she's taking care of that. Coming up in hour number two, we got John Caselli, the owner-promoter of Flamborough Speedway. Uh, he is going to join us in hour number two. We'll also hear from Trevor Siebert all the way out in B.C., and, uh, of course, Trevor, Area 27, uh, Penticton Speedway, uh, the RS1 Cup Tour. Uh, he, Trevor Seabird is uh, one busy guy on the west coast of Canada, and we're going to catch up with him in hour number two. So we got two big promoters coming up. Uh, I did a little texting here. Of course, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend is happening right now. Uh, the pro late models on the racetrack, I'm not exactly sure what lap they're on or uh, they, they could even be done. I don't know, uh, but it's 167. Electric City 167, I believe, is the title of the race. Um, and uh, they're on the track right now. Uh, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend, uh, Oscar crowned their champions uh, today at the track. Steve Book. Uh, the 47 car, we heard from Stevie last weekend with the win at Delaware Speedway for those uh, Oscar hot rods. Uh, today, Bookie nailed it. Yeah, he's the champion for 2021. And uh, I sent a little message out. Maybe we can get Bookie on uh, in hour number two. We're going to give that a whirl. Uh, as we get a little closer there, we'll find out a little bit more. Now, he could be at the racetrack still, wouldn't doubt it. Um, uh, his race ran earlier, but uh, with, with those pro late models on the racetrack and still some racing there, um, I, I can see those guys trying to get their last uh, few minutes, if you will, uh, the, the, those last few breaths of race fuel <laughs> in their lungs before, uh, you know, another season is firmly in the books. And the 47 car uh, gets the championship, gets it all done, and uh, so, so excited for those guys. And uh, couldn't happen to a better guy, I can tell you that. Uh, those hot rods, that hot rod class, uh, got a chance to see the hot rods, the Oscar hot rods, a number of times this year. And all of them, uh, when you take a look at those cars, uh, they're so well prepared. What a cool class. And it is really spawned. Uh, some other classes throughout this country. Uh, when you go out to the East Coast of Canada, uh, they've got a hot rod class that fired up this year right there. Uh, and it looked great. Uh, seen it, I believe it was in New Brunswick. Uh, they ran there. Uh, I believe they did some laps at uh, Riverside International Speedway. 
Um, I caught them a number of times. Oh, and I seen them at Scotia Speed World uh, on Tim Terry's stream. And uh, uh, just so great to see. And that was the brainchild of Dave Gainforth uh, with Oscar. Uh, he created that class. And uh, look where it's growing to. You know, there's like 40, 45 cars here in the province of Ontario. And I'm sure that number will grow. And uh, what a competitive class. What a cool-looking class. And for, you know, an old guy like me uh, to see those cars in the hot rod class, those are the cars that used to be the late model class back when I was like 18 years old watching races at Flamborough Speedway and at Sobel and uh, going to all those uh, different short tracks. And I see Junior Hanley roll in in that 1982 Camaro. Uh, or I'd see Bill Zardo and his Z car, you know, and uh, th- th- those were the cars. Now you go out and you see them in the hot rod class, and it's kind of that flashback. And, uh, you know, back when I was 18, there was the Canadian Vintage Modifieds. Back then they were called the hobby class. And, you know, that would have been uh, era, I don't know, how would you, How I don't even know how to explain it, but Guys, I guess my age, when I was 18, and a guy that is my age today would have been looking at those vintage modifieds as the, you know, as that, that, that look back. Uh, and today we do that looking at the hot rod class. Just kind of cool. You get a chance, you want to check them out. Uh, and uh, I believe they're done now for 2021. Uh, their portion of Frostoberfest did get uh, under the checkered flag, under the green and the checkered, last weekend at Flamborough Speedway. So what we got coming up on Saturday next weekend at Flamborough Speedway with Frostoberfest is uh, is the late model portion, the Outlaw Super Late Model, the Pro Late Model, the Grisdale uh, Triple Crown Series is still got to be wrapped up. Uh, we'll get you all the details here. In just a few minutes. But we're going to throw it back to Toronto. Got to get you up to date on some news and highlights uh, that you may have missed in hour one. Takes 90 seconds. And then we're going to come back for hour two. First guest up, John Caselli, owner-promoter of Flamborough Speedway. He's going to join us in 90 seconds. We'll talk Frostoberfest 2021. Stay right with us. We will be back. You're listening to Canada Talks. On Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24-7-365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. 
And just like that, our number two begins tonight live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm right here in the Race Time Radio studio. And our two is kicked off right now. And as promised on the hotline, we have the owner promoter of uh, one of the most iconic racetracks in all of Canada, the iconic Flamborough Speedway, just outside Hamilton, Ontario. And we have the owner-promoter, John Caselli, with us. John, how are you tonight? Uh, very well. Good. I finished a nice turkey dinner, and uh, <laughs> now I'm ready to uh, call it a day. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you had a nice, great big Thanksgiving. Uh, that That's the way to do it. Uh, yeah, so sure did. did you celebrate with Frank? Was uh, Brother yeah. Frank with you? Yeah, all the all the kids and uh, his family. Yeah, uh, get together and have a turkey dinner. Good deal, yeah. good deal, John. You know, I think back. Uh, oh, so so many years. I I think back into my childhood, and uh, this time of the year has always been Oktoberfest, Flamborough Speedway, and now over the last what ten years or so, it's Frostoberfest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we. Named it Frostoberfest, but uh, sometimes we hit it and sometimes we don't. <laughs> no sign of any kind of frost uh, this kind of weekend. And by the look of the long range forecast, John, no sign of any frost next weekend either. Uh, things looking pretty good. You got uh, you got rained uh, the second half of Frostoberfest last weekend. Yes, we did. And we got a big, big portion. Coming up next Saturday at Flamborough Speedway, and that will cap off, I guess, the short track end of things for you. I know you still got some more happening at Flamborough. Well, some more things happening, but the big one is next Saturday for sure. Uh, we have a, a pretty good lineup of. Uh, it's going to be a great show, and hopefully, uh, Mother Nature uh, <laughs> lets us have it because uh, it is a great show. We got the uh, the third round of the Graysdale Triple Crown. It's a 100-lap race for the uh, late models. And then we also have on hand uh, the Outlaw Super Late Models for a 50-lapper. And uh, Super Stocks, uh, 50-lapper. And those guys are pretty excited. They're running for some pretty good money. Uh, the winner of that is going to pick up $2,000. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. That... And uh, also with that, uh, we also have the pure stocks coming in, and they're all excited because they're running for big bucks too. Uh, you know, uh, the winner of that is going to pick up a thousand dollars. Oh man, John, so that's uh, pretty good money. That is. That's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. you know, uh, you, you go over the years with, uh, you know, at Flamborough Speedway. It's iconic, man. If you can win next weekend. It can uh, make your season. It really can. Uh, yeah, it can, yes. Uh, we have, an, for Saturday, I'll tell you, I totaled up the uh, prize money for for the four classes, and uh, it's around $35,000. Incredible. And uh, and on top of that, there's the uh, Grisdale, uh, you know, they sponsor the Triple Crown, and uh, so there's $7,500 on top of that from... Uh, Graysdale, which uh, the top eight in the late model uh, deal will uh, pick up an extra. The winner will pick up two thousand to win, plus the two thousand dollars to towards the, the points fund. So he, he'll go home with a good paycheck. 
Uh, yeah, and a great big smile. You can guarantee that, John. Uh, the first two rounds of the Grisdale Triple Crown are in the books. Uh, how has it been going? How did the summer go for the Grisdale Triple Crown? Did well, we got a real war I'll at the front? You, the first one was great. We I think we had about 21 or 22 cars. The second one, not so great. We only ended up with a 12 because, I guess, a lot of guys had other commitments with the APC races and, you know, and, uh, yeah, cut the field down. But I think this one here is going to be, um, I'm sure we'll have, we'll, I'm sure we'll pass 20 cars for sure. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. A lot of drivers yeah. excited to get uh, their last kick of the can, so to yeah. speak, especially for yeah. the money that's going to be on the line, the bragging rights, yeah. and to try and go after that title at Flamborough. And Flamborough. Not only that, Mike Schmidt from uh, London Rec, he's got the uh, trophies for the for the uh, super stocks and the pure stocks, like an igloo. Uh, there's those things are fantastic. I mean, they're. The man puts a lot of work into those things, and uh, yeah, they're—it's really a nice prize. Yeah, handcrafted, handcrafted igloos. Handcrafted, yeah, yeah. He, just he has a friend that does it for him every year. He gets them, make sure that they're on the delivery. Yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. For this race. <laughs> yeah, hop up in uh, Nuvik, Nuvik, yeah, uh, right. uh, way, yeah. way up north. Uh, they they are handcrafted. They're—I yeah. uh, don't know whether they're are yeah. they soapstone, John. They're, they're they're really beautiful, you know, but they're heavy. Holy Christ, they're heavy. I think they weighed about 50, 60 pounds each. Isn't that? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it takes a hop. I know it takes hop a lot to make them. Uh, it, it, that's one of those uh, trophies you definitely want on the mantle uh, for, for years to come. John, you've seen... You've seen a lot of iconic races and actually provided us with a lot of iconic races. Tell me, it, 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 when you think back to the Junior Hanley, Don Biederman, uh, Wayne Howden, all those guys, uh, so many iconic names come out of Flamborough Speedway. Is there one race, John, that stands out in your mind over the years? And you've, you've been at that racetrack, man, you built it. It's, uh, it's really, it's, it's hard because there's, there's been so many great races, you know, like really, uh, I mean, looking back on the triple fifties and the twin 75s, you know, like those, those races were out of this world, you know, I don't think we'll ever see racing like that again, but, uh, anyways, uh, maybe we will, who knows, but, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're, they were good. <laughs> Memories, I can tell you. Well, I, I can tell you from being a young guy back yeah. in the day, I was up here in the own sound area at the cottage, at the family cottage, yeah. and uh, you couldn't tear me away from the cottage for anything yeah. other than one thing, and that was the Crollinator Triple 50s yeah. at Flamborough right. Speedway. Yeah, I go down to those every year, or do you get to the Coca-Cola Twin 75s? Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I think next Saturday, coming up at Frostoberfest, well, uh, it's got the makings of being one of those it, iconic it really, races. It could be a super day, uh, to be honest with you. The only worry that I have right now is the weather. You know, like the weather, Mother Nature has its ways, and we can't do nothing about that. But as far as the show... I mean, uh, this show is going to be great. I can tell you. I can promise you that. 
Awesome stuff. Now, uh, for for race fans, uh, you're going to get to Flamborough Speedway next Saturday. What time should fans be there? What time is everything going to take okay. place? We the pits will be opening at nine. We were going to open at ten, but I figured we better open an hour earlier because uh, there's going to be a lot of cars there. I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, in the in the pure stocks alone, there's going to be well over forty cars. Wow. And uh, in the super stocks, I'd say probably in the 30s. Um, yeah, and the um, the uh, late models, I'm hoping to get a full field. Uh, it could be 24. Between 24 and 26, it would be nice. But uh, And uh, the outlaw super late models, they promised me no... No less than 15 cars, which is pretty good for that class. Yeah, it's going to be real good. They're yeah. awesome fast at Flamborough yeah, Speedway. <laughs> They're uh, one, one of my favorites. <laughs> Always has been, right? Yeah. 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 John, uh, w- with the uh, Prolate models uh, for the Chrysler Triple Crown, if you get the 26-27 car mark, will you start we'll all start of them? them all. So there, are they going to run heat races next Saturday? Uh, we do group qualifying. Okay. Okay. So the group, it's almost like a heat, really. Uh, you know, if you put six, seven, between six to eight cars in a on a, on a group, and you let them out for eight laps, say, and uh, their best times count. Right, right. Now, how do they get their start for that group qualifying session? Is it based on time as well? Time, yeah, the fast times. But then we uh, we flip one dice, and it could reverse the top six. Oh, so there's an invert possibility as well. Right. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. That sounds like it's going to be a dynamite day. You can count on this short little guy going to be at it. Uh, I look forward to it. Now, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's hope, like I said, uh, I hope Mother Nature cooperates. But just in case it doesn't, uh, we have Sunday to play with. Right. So Sunday would be the backup plan, but yeah, we're not going right. to need it. It's going to be sunny and 25 degrees All Celsius. Right. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll uh, keep you to that. <laughs> so. John, as the week unfolds, uh, is there uh, anywhere where fans can look and see maybe potential? Who's going to be there? Uh, we'll probably, as uh, I, I would say, by midweek, we should get an idea, uh, in the, especially in the late models, who's going to be there. And we'll, we'll post them on our website. Perfect, perfect. So uh, with John Caselli tonight, he is the owner-promoter, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, you're going to be there next Saturday. It is Frostoberfest. It's going to be a huge, huge day on Saturday. Uh, pit's going to open up at 9 a.m. Grandstand's going to open up. What time is Grandstand open? At noon. At noon. At yeah. noon, racing goes at 2 p.m. 2.30. At 2.30, you're not going to want to miss this one. Uh, what else you got coming up other than Frostoberfest? Oh, we, we have our other tradition. Uh, every year we do the uh, Halloween Enduro. That's on the following week. Uh, that's a 250-lapper Enduro. And, uh, yeah, we... Uh, I'll tell you, if we get 125 cars for that, somebody will be going home with 10000 bucks. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And, uh, and also a, a demolition derby that, that night, too. Wow. So that's going to be another huge day for fans yeah. to circle on their calendar. And then it, we'll uh, top it off at the end of the 
October on October the 30th, we have a monster truck show, and that'll basically uh, close the. The 2021 season. That'll cap it right there. John, uh, it's been a pandemic year again. Uh, what's it been like for you? Like, uh, I know, has it been better than last year? We've definitely seen some, uh, I'll tell you, I'm very happy because I think people are really to the point that they want to get out of the house. And uh, the attendance has been great. Uh, you know, it's it's up quite a bit. Good. The only bad part about it is that we did have a few nights that the weather was kind of, you know, iffy, and uh, we managed to get him in. But uh, you know, like on days like that, I mean, people don't know what to do, and uh, yeah, it hurts a little bit. But what can you do? Well, you did an incredible job, not only this year, John Caselli with Flamborough Speedway, but we all owe you a, uh, a tip of the cap and a huge thank you for what you did in 2020. There was no racing anywhere. There was no fans. You couldn't do it. But John Caselli, well, you and Frank gave us, you gave us we, opportunity. We didn't do it alone. We had lots of help. You know, there are a lot of great people out there that they're willing to help. Good. Good. And it was dynamite. Uh, plans, I take it, will be getting uh, all made now for 2022. Uh, yeah. I bet you there's some exciting stuff coming down the line. Uh, yeah, we, as soon as we put this one down, we'll have to start and putting things together for next year, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we yeah. uh, look forward to it, John. Uh, and, it's good. Uh, yeah, we'll probably see it. Apparently, the shows, uh, the car show this winter is happening, so. We'll probably be in there, too. Ah, that would be great, too, to yeah. see Motorama back on, and you can always uh, look forward to picking up a Flamborough yeah. Speedway schedule at that. All right. John, thanks so much for the time. I will see you along with everybody else next Saturday at Flamborough. All right. Take you, care. You bet. John Caselli, Flamborough Speedway, uh, your last chance, race fans. You want to see some great racing uh, in pro-late models? The Grisdale Triple Crown Series never, ever disappoints. Uh, and it's going to go next Saturday. The champion will be crowned. And uh, believe, you, believe you me, uh, you get those cars on Flamborough Speedway. Uh, I know Andrew Grisell, number 81, Sobble Falls. Uh, speaking with Andrew, uh, let me see here, a couple days ago. Uh, Andrew has got that 81 ready to go. You're going to see him. At that race, you're probably going to see guys like, uh, you know, Matt Pertigo. You're going to see all those, all those big names. And um, <clears throat> it's going to be dynamite. Flamborough Speedway next Saturday for Oktoberfest. Uh, don't, don't miss it. Uh, we'll see you there. We'll see you there. Hopefully it goes Saturday. Uh, I'd like to go to that race. And uh, I don't want to miss it. That's the final big short track race of 2021 and uh i i sure definitely want to be there all presented by london recreational uh and it goes next saturday we're going to hit a quick break when we come back we're going to go off to how about well we're going to get a champion we're going to get the oscar hot rod champion steve book is going to join the show on the other side of the break stay with us don't know i'm down here Something I said Or some small imperfection 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning, man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bulk shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dog sauce. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. This is the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. On the channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. How's that turkey? Hey, have you finished that turkey dinner off yet? I sure hope you're enjoying it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, and we're going to get right back to the hotline, shall we? And let's bring in a champion uh, for 2021. This driver claimed his championship today at Autumn Colors Classic Weekend. He drives that iconic yellow and black number 47 in the Oscar Hot Rod Division. The champion for 2021? How about Mr. Steve Book? And he joins us on the hotline. Way to go, Bookie. You did it. Thanks, Joe. It's, uh, it was a good season. We had a lot of fun. Good deal. How did the race go for you today? Obviously pretty good. Did you win the, the, the battle and the war? No, we uh, we started fifth today and had a decent car and ended up third in the race. Tyler Hahn was second and Jagger McMaster was first. He, uh, he had a real solid strong run there and uh, Tyler got by us he started fourth but fell back and and uh, got back by us and then we all three of us were one two three right in a row there running real strong together ah you gotta love it the competition level you guys have done a tremendous job and I say you guys not just your team but really the whole entire structure you guys provided one of the best value dollar uh, entertainment shows 
that fans could ask for here in the province of Ontario. And that goes to all of you. Uh, tremendous job. When the competition's that tight, men, fans really get their money's worth. And it sounds like it was another one today uh, when the three is go, you know, right across the line like that. It's uh, got to be fun to be part of. Oh, it's, it's excellent. We got uh, probably 10, 8 to 10 cars that could win on any given night. And, uh, you know, within a couple of tenths of each other. So it's real close, and it's, it's getting stronger all the time. Steve, how uh, at, at, like w- how close were, was the tight, uh, the points battle going into today? Was it a tight race? Did you have to think about points at all today? Yeah, I had to have a good solid run. Tyler was uh, 18 points behind, but, uh, you know, he, he's really strong at Peterborough. He was a little bit off today for how they normally run it. Carl got really loose on him. But, uh, I mean, still good enough for second, but he's usually a dominant car there. But we, did, we didn't get any practice um, Saturday and or today, so they couldn't dial it in a little bit to see what the track conditions were like. So I just had to kind of keep him in sight. And, uh, you know, if he had won it and led the most laps, which I was kind of anticipating, you know, I would have had to run top 10 to stay uh in uh, championship contention. So you got to think a little bit about it, but knowing you, Steve, you would have been just hammered down all day trying to get out there and win that race. Uh, how did Peterborough Speedway feel? Uh, of course, last year, Autumn Colors didn't take place, I don't believe. Uh, did the track change at all this year? Did it feel any different to you? No, it was about the same. Uh, last year, we didn't get to run there. We ran there in 2019. And uh, I was fortunate to pull that one off. Uh, I started from the pole, and Tyler was second. He was on my heels the whole race, 40 laps, nose to tail, and, and it was good, clean racing. Uh, this year, you know, I, I didn't get quite as good a start. I started fifth, but uh, everybody knows it's a one-lane track right now, and starting on the inside was beneficial for sure. But uh, we were actually faster this year than we were two years ago. But everybody's picked up the pace, so we got a little bit of work to do for next year. Ah, that's what you love to do, right? You get into that shop. I know you and the crew will get in there uh, and start massaging on that 47 car. Uh, will you have the same car for 2022? Are you going to keep that championship car? Is that baby for sale and you're going to go with something new? Well, we, we plan on keeping it. I don't know if... Uh, if somebody came with uh, the right price, I guess it's, anything's for sale. But uh, we like the car. Um, talked to a fella today uh, that has some Studebaker parts, and maybe uh, later on in the fall uh, we'll get up there near Belleville and peel some body panels off so we can freshen it up a little bit and uh, spiff it up make it look brand new for the next season. Well, I'll tell you what, you always have a beautiful-looking ride. Uh, that, that that car is iconic. Uh, the Studebaker, uh, just incredible. Hey, give us a score on the season. I know we're coming off the tail end now, hopefully the tail end, of a pandemic season. Score the season for us. How did it go for you all uh, all round, I guess? It was, it was a good, solid year. I had... Uh... You know, some good runs. I, I think the lowest we finished was uh, seventh once at sunset, but we had a lot of, you know, top threes. I got a, a win on the dirt up at right, and uh, he wins, and then uh, was fortunate to get the win at Delaware 
you know. We were a second place car there. Jesse Kennedy had his speed for sure. A little, uh, little miscue at the track there, but uh, we were able to get the win. And uh, he was gracious in, in shaking my hand after that one. So good, strong competitor, classy guy. And, uh, you know, the whole series is full of that. There's, everybody's willing to help. And it's just it's just a lot of fun to race with people like that because they're, they're, they're so helpful and, and uh, compassionate with what they're doing. They're, they're uh, great competitors. And, you know, it's still, for the most part, it's a gentleman. And ladies, there's there's a few ladies in there, but uh, you know, good clean racing out there. Well, the ball is round, I'll tell you. Uh, you. What comes around goes around, and when you're a tough competitor, and you know you treat everybody with respect, it comes back, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, I was uh, very excited and very impressed, actually, with all the Oscar hot rod races and modified races, for that fact that I seen in 2021, and I was able and fortunate enough to catch you guys uh, a number of times, and they were all good shows. What is on your wish list for 2022 when it comes time for tracks? Are you happy with the number of races? Would you like to see more, or is it just right? I'm, uh, I kind of like, you know, 10, 11 races would be just about right for me. We do quite a bit of traveling with that series. And uh, I would, I would really like to get back to Jakarta Speedway. I'm, I'm hoping something happens there. It's a, it's a fairly close track for, for myself and crew. And everybody that goes there loves it. It's, you know, the premier facility. It's the newest surface. You know, they did a lot of work there, so that that would be on my wish list for sure. And uh, you know, there's talk of maybe going to Oshwigan at some point if we had enough uh, car support for that track be a touring series so that that one's close to us as well so i'd I'd like to be there wouldn't that be cool and we all echo exactly what you say with you casa uh good lord willing we are back on that speedway come 2022 uh final question for you tonight there champ and of course it's steve book driver of the 47 that is the oscar hot rod champion uh, for 2021, just got his title earlier today. Uh, Steve, is that it for you? Do you take the Studebaker, put her in the shop, blow it apart, get it ready to go? Or do you got anything else coming up? I know the, the Hot Rod series is done, but how about you? You got anything else coming up personally before the end of the year? Are you going to be at Flamborough Speedway at all next weekend? No, we're, uh, our Hot Rod's not legal to run in the Superstar class because it has a, a tube chassis. I would love to run in that, but uh, we're, we're done for the season now. We've got a, a car that's straight, you know, other than uh, some dicks in the body panel. And, uh, you know, the hot hot rod series is done for the season, so we're, we're happy with the way uh, we finished. we got a car to start with and tinker with over the winter. It'll, uh, you know, it's a great series and, and getting stronger every year with the competition. So... You know, we're going to have to up our game as well. And, you know, Dave and the boys uh, and girls of, of Oscar have put together a real nice series for the, the mods and the hot rods. So it's, it's a fun, fun group to be with. Well, congratulations on the championship. Congratulations on a great season. And uh, mission accomplished, my men. Uh, have a good off season. 
I know we will be reaching out to you throughout the course of the offseason and find out how the plans are coming for 2022. You enjoy that championship. Say hello to Ralph. Say hello to all the guys. And, men, have one for us. Uh, job well done, Steve. Thanks very much. You betcha. That is Steve Buck. He is the champion for 2021. Uh, you got to love it when a plan comes together and all that hard work. Uh, you know, it, it, the guys get together in the shop. They build a race car. They put it together. They all do it as a team. And the driver, the driver is the one that we all see. Uh, we see him, you know, in victory lane or we see him uh, on the tow truck. You know, it goes from one as- uh, from, from one aspect to the other, uh, from one end of the spectrum to the other. But it is a team sport. And I know those guys all work together as a team. And, uh, you know, when they they pour everything they got into it throughout the course of the offseason and getting prepared for a year, and they all do have a common goal. Even the guys that say they don't uh, want to win a championship, or no one says they don't want to win a championship, but a lot of guys say, no, nah, no, nah, we don't look at points. We don't worry about the points. Uh, trust me when I say they all want to be where Steve Book is tonight in that hauler on the way home. Uh, he's got the championship. That's what they wanted to do. That was the goal. They want to win races. They want to win the championship. And they want their name to go down in the history books. Steve Buck's name goes into the history books. Was put there today at Autumn Colors Classic Weekend at Peterborough Speedway to cap the Oscar Hot Rod uh, Championship. I believe that would be the third or fourth champion. Uh, Dave, Dave will correct me, uh, but the Oscar hot rods haven't been around that long. I'll tell you what there are for the old guys. They're going to be the future, uh, to, to see their races, uh, just amazing, uh, to see the different flavors of cars on the racetrack, uh, and, and to see them, uh, compete. Uh, Steve said it best, a lot of respect shown on the racetrack and that's what you need in every division. Uh, we're going to hit this final break. Uh, at least I think it's our final. Yeah, yeah, it's our final break. I can't imagine, man. Twenty nine minutes left in the show. That's it. Uh, we're going to hit this break. Susie Q is going to grab uh, Trevor Siebert out in BC. Uh, he's going to have to put his fork down and join us on Race Time Radio. Uh, we're we're going to talk Area Twenty Seven, Penticton Speedway. We're going to talk about the RS One Cup Series. Uh, all those. Uh, it, it was huge out on Canada's West Coast. And I know 2022 is even going to be bigger. But tonight, we're going to talk 2021 and uh, get a bird's eye view and see how everything finished off. Uh, of course, uh, Penticton Speedway, Trevor rebuilt that racetrack. He and all of his crew uh, rebuilt that track and put it back on the map. Uh, we're going to check in with Trev on the other side of the break and see how uh, to see what the fruits of his labors were all about. Uh, it was a dynamite season. We're going to find out just how dynamite it was on the other side of the break. Stay with us tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Race Time Radio's coming back. Hi, race fans. This is Brad Keselowski. You're listening to Race Time Radio.
get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick wick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick wick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick wick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Whether it be radio or racing, side-by-side is no problem for these guys. Let the fireworks begin. We're back to the two Joes. <laughs> and welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Well, you're getting ripped off because you're only getting one Joe tonight. The other Joe is at Peterborough Speedway. Uh, Susie Q just pulling me up the uh, – uh, someone's doing a Facebook live stream, and I'm going to be able to uh, talk to Trevor Siebert from BC, of course, Area 27, uh, Penticton Speedway, the RS1 Cup Series – uh, is what Tre- Trevor has got his finger on everything out in BC when it comes time for racing. Uh, but I'm going to be talking to Trev, and I'm going to be able to take a look in at Peterborough Speedway and see how things are going there as we go. But let's welcome in, shall we, uh, Trevor Seabird. He's out there in BC. Y'all done turkey there, Mr. Trevor? You uh, Did I have to make you put down the fork to join us here tonight? How you doing, buddy? 
Oh, pretty good, Joe. Uh, nice to hear from you again. No, no I I'm not into the turkey quite yet. Probably another hour away. I'm, I'm actually uh, just leaving one of our job sites up on, uh, up at a mine site here, watching the snow come down. Um, a little snow shower up here, up pretty high where I'm at. So, but I'm heading out for turkey dinner as soon as I'm done with you. Ah, you gotta love it. You know, I was looking earlier today. Actually, Sue had uh, Facebook up on her iPad, and she goes, "Look at this, Jason White." had posted a picture, uh, I don't know whether he was in the snowplow or maybe it was one of his guys or something, saying, hey, don't be passing the snowplow. And I thought, wow, that's an old fun. No, it's live. It's now. I guess you guys are getting a little bit of snow out there. You're going to have to be safe, Trev. Well, you know, Jason lives uh, up at Sun Peaks, and uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, we just, uh, Riley just finished a job up in Sun Peaks building a reservoir up on top of the mountain uh, for those people up there. And it's it's about the same elevation as the mine site I'm at. Um, and I know there's, it's so, I saw Jason's post and I saw the snow when we finished up there yesterday. So um, we, we, we got it just in the nick of time. So I'm pretty excited about that. How crazy is it? How much, we got to love this country, Canada. Uh, you know, we, we talked just a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's been a little longer than a couple of weeks. But, Trev, it was like record temperatures, record heat this year. You guys couldn't get away from the heat if you tried. And look at this. Not even, uh, you know, 30 days later, we're talking snow. Well, you know, it's interesting because we, we, when we built Area 27, we told a lot of people, we said, uh, you know, what? What other racetrack could you go to that in April or May you could be up uh, skiing in the morning and driving your race car in the afternoon if you chose to do that? Because we've got such great elevation change around uh, where the tracks are there. You know, we're about 1,100 feet above sea level where the, where the speedway is and where Area 27 is. And, um, you know, the ski hills are about 6,500 feet right, you know, only a few miles away. So we get, uh, we get all four seasons just by going for a little drive sometimes. Just amazing. I know I had Andrew Ranger on the show uh, just uh, over the last uh, three weeks or so. He was on the show twice uh, doing all the winning that he did. Of course, he won at Area 27. We had him on after that win and then uh, winning at uh, Delaware Speedway in his Pindy's car. Uh, You know, the reports Andrew gave to us, uh, the account that he had uh, in the RS1 series out there, uh, man, he just absolutely loves Area 27, Penticton Speedway, and the whole thing that took place out there. He really had a good time out there with you guys in BC. It sounds like uh, that's the place to be, my friend. Well, he did have a great time, and obviously he did very well, which we expected him to. And uh, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't see Andrew without a smile on his, on his face very much when he was out here. Um, you know, I, he was a, he was a great um, asset to the series, you know, to have him here and, uh, you know, very competitive as he always is. You know, we traded a few wins, uh, myself and him and Riley and Sean McIntosh and uh, Noel Dowler was in the mix there a bit. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great season we had. Very, very happy with the way things went. You know, I mean, everybody's still dealing with COVID and with trying to get fans out to the racetrack and, can they come in or can't they come in and all those challenges. So, um, you know, it was all in all, it was, it was, uh, a big success, I thought for sure. And I know Andrew was, uh, was elated with how things went for him. And, uh, and I know he'd love to come back. Man, I'll tell you it, Trev, it's gotta feel surreal for you 
as a, as a, as an owner, as an individual, as a busy, busy man uh, doing what you've done out there. Uh, Area 27, it was one day a dream, uh, you know, uh, some notes, uh, a vision. And then all of a sudden, it all comes together. I know it didn't, you know, nobody wiggled their nose and it came together. It was through a ton of hard work that Area 27 came from a concept to an actual race facility, a world-class race facility. But no sooner did you get that thing uh, taken care of and that speedway open and operating and presto, here comes Penticton Speedway right on its heels. You take a short track and virtually rebuild it. Uh, and you did all that this year and uh, taken it from, again, an idea, a place that's over there into what we see today at Penticton Speedway. I think of the RS1 series. There again, looking at the releases uh there's a new series, the RS1 Cup Series, and it's going to, you know, now go from Area 27. It's going to start to tour now. It's going to go to Penticton. It's going to go to Goldpen. It's going to go to Auto Clearing or Wyna Group Speedway. All these plans, I see it. And before you know it, we hit the end of the season, and all of those things happened well, at least most of them happened. It's got to feel surreal for you, and it's got to feel like a flash. Well, it, it does. Uh, some days it is surreal for sure because I remember standing out there when uh, Bill Drossel first called me to come and have a look at what he wanted to do in building Area 27. And I and I think, uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before in some of our chats. I was involved in designing a racetrack in Merritt, B.C., uh, a big road course. And, uh, you know, unfortunately that fellow ran out of his funding before before we ever got it off the ground. We actually started the construction, believe it or not, and then we had to shut it down. So I had a little bit tainted um, view of trying to build racetracks and not just the ones I was involved in but you know you hear so many of these different things like the one um, what do they call the one at Fort Erie or wherever that one is yeah. and then multi- multi- multiple ones anyways and, and you know it's they're very very challenging to do because um, for the most part getting the zoning and getting approval to build a racetrack anywhere anymore is almost impossible and so you know the one at Area 27 we you know we dealt with the Soyuz Indian Band who um, it's on their land, they were excellent to deal with. So that was, you know, they were instrumental in helping us get that thing going. You know, if it wasn't for them, forget it. Like trying to find uh, a piece of property, piece of crown land to lease or a piece of, you know, private land and get the zoning right, it's almost impossible to do these days. And then so when the, when the Penticton Speedway opportunity came along and, well, I don't even know if it came along, it wasn't really for sale. I, you know, I, I approached them and I had to twist their arm pretty hard and, uh, but, you know, uh, Johnny Anches uh, is the owner there for the last 20 years at the, at the Speedway and did, did a great job. And um, But he was adamant that that piece of property wasn't going to go to anybody but a through-and-through racer who was going to take that Speedway and do something with it, um, you know, beyond what they had done with it. And so, you know, he knew who I was, of course, and he said, look, you're, you're probably the only guy, if, 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 not the only, if not the only guy, that I would deal with on that because I know what you're going to do with this place. So, you know, you and I convinced him of that, and then, of course, you have to actually go and do it. Um, but, you know, that was never in doubt, that part, about getting it done. Um, but the the property itself, it's a beautiful piece of property. It's it's, it's right on the edge of Conticton itself, uh, of the city. It's just up on the hillside. When you stand on the edge of the property, you overlook the city. 
So for fans to come up there, it's a five-minute drive from right downtown. Um, you know, it's been there since 1969. So a lot of, lot of following. Got a lot of, um, you know, compliments on what we've done there uh, to date. We've got a lot more to do. But uh, for sure, really, really excited about it. Um, we had our championship weekend there uh, last weekend, crowned all our champions. We um, were effectively done other than we have a, a Halloween event coming up where we're going to run some races and run hit the pass cars and you know, geared towards the kids. It's not a points race or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's more of a, a fun day for, for the kids and for the whole Halloween thing. And weather forbidding, um, should be a good night. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a tremendous one. And it sounds like, uh, for all accounts and purposes, what you wanted to do back in the spring when we were talking here on the program, uh, you had a lofty list of, uh, you know, goals that you wanted to achieve. Did you hit everything that you wanted to do for this year? I know, like you say, you still got more to do. Uh, when you got a racetrack, it's never finished. You always upgraded and changing stuff. But Trevor, did you get done what you wanted to do this year? Uh, I know you had wildfires around you and all kinds of stuff and all kinds of influences, uh, not to mention record temperatures and uh, just a bunch of goofy things that would uh, be huge stumbling blocks, if not uh, breaks and stops for a lot of people, but you guys pushed through. Did you get done everything you wanted yeah. to do? We we did, actually. I, you know, in hindsight, I think we actually got beyond where we where we thought we would get to this year and where we set our goals at, uh, considering, like you mentioned, the, the wildfire thing was a pretty big deal. It was really hard on Penticton again with the tourism. Uh, of course, there's a lot of areas around Penticton, Kelowna, you know, our, our, our market that got um, evacuated. You know, people were, had to leave their home, and they were trying to find anywhere to stay. And, and so it was, you know, you run that fine line between do you, do you promote your racetrack when people are trying to deal with saving their home, and do you promote your racetrack when people that are out of their home are trying to find a hotel room, and you're, you're advertising to have people come and watch, and maybe they're occupying a hotel room and everything's booked up solid that, that you know, some of the locals could really use because they're they're evacuated for a week or two while the fire's hopefully going past their house. So we had to deal with that for sure. You know, in the, in the heat, we set records. It was 46 degrees one day at the racetrack there. Um, you know, you stand on the asphalt, it's even hotter than that. So, yeah, lots of challenges for sure. And, you know, the whole thing with COVID. And, and the COVID thing is was really interesting for us mm-hmm. this year. You know, um, normally that racetrack would be open in, in May and with a full schedule all the way through till now. But, you know, with COVID, we couldn't put anybody in the grandstand. So we, we didn't open that track until uh, middle of July. And what it did is it, it afforded us the opportunity to get a whole bunch more construction done that we probably wouldn't have contemplated at the time. You know, we would have left it till till. You know, basically today, once the year was done, to get at it before you know before we got too much snow down there. I mean, down in the bottom of the valley, we're you know in Penticton there. It, it's weather's pretty good right until mm-hmm. late November, but nevertheless, um, you know, without being able to put fans in there, we just said, you know what, let's just keep it closed in the middle of July and let's get a whole bunch more done. It's way more cost effective to do it when you got everything ripped apart um, to do it at that time. Where I can get my heavier equipment in there and, and do what we need to do. So. So that worked out quite well, um, you know, and then, yeah, I think it was a big success. I really do. Like, uh, 
you're not so sure of it, you know, as you're doing it, as the season goes on, but now everything's kind of coming to a close. You have an opportunity to reflect uh, back on what you did. And I think we did a tremendous job, uh, you know, and I know I was bragging a little bit, but I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about the whole team, Avian Motorsports, the team at Penticton Speedway. They gelled together. There's a lot of volunteers there that, that come out and help. The racers themselves, the families of the racers that had tremendous support to come out and loved what we were doing and supported us with whatever changes we had to make, you know, with scheduling to to kind of work around the, uh, the wildfire activity, work around COVID things, work around all the regulations that were thrown at us. And uh, honestly speaking, there is hardly a, a, a murmur of, of complaint this year. So I thought it was I thought it was very well done. We're with Trevor Siebert tonight out in BC, of course, Penticton Speedway. We're talking that. We're talking Area 27, the RS1 uh, Cup Series. Uh, just uh, reflecting back on the year that was 2021, uh, champions crowned at Penticton last weekend. Uh, how did that go, Trev? Uh, tight, tight points battles, and I know I plan on getting the champions from BC. I'd like to get them on the show. Uh, may take us a couple of weeks, but we're going to do it. Uh, how were the points battles? Did uh, did they shake out the way everybody loves watching them shake out? You know, it was it, it worked out really well as far as the points standing go. We have a very strong street stock class. Um, we have a very strong um, Hornet class, uh, you know, and and they both came down to to the wire, and especially in the street stocks. And uh, you know, we ran some late model events. We didn't run as many events in the late model as we did in the street stocks. We have to help build that series back up. It's kind of another another topic, but. Um, you know, the street stocks have a very, very strong showing out here, and that went right down the wire. But the way we built the racetrack, you know, when when we made the changes that we made, it it's side-by-side racing for lap after lap after lap. And, and that was the intent and what I wanted to do, and I designed that with, uh, with ripping out uh, turn three and four and, and putting in super elevation into that, or progressive banking, sorry, into that corner out there. And, and trying to guess how much I have to give the outside car an advantage to, to be able to keep up to the tighter radius of the inside. And it, by all accounts, it's really worked out well. And, you know, it, it, it was funny. where I was watching a racer last weekend, and Al Liebert was up on the hill running the show, and, and uh, Ingo, my cousin, was down in the infield, and Riley was somewhere on the property. And, and we were watching that street stock show, and, and, and all of a sudden the group tech started between us. and Because uh, these guys were going side by side for lap after lap after lap after lap and and you know about six rows deep and and two wide and that's just unheard of on a quarter mile track and and so anyway they were texting say you know things like you know it's you know it's if, if if you don't enjoy that you don't enjoy racing kind of kind of comments coming through and and so that part of it um I have to check myself sometimes when I when I go there and I watch that because I keep patting myself on the back for for designing it that way. But some of it was design and some of it was sheer luck for getting it right. But it's sure proven really well, and the drivers are loving it. I saw some comments on Facebook today, you know, from some of the drivers chatting amongst themselves, talking about how it's side by side racing and talking to other drivers that haven't been there. You know, from some of the other tracks, you got to come here. It's 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 side by side racing the way it should be. So. Um, yeah, the championship uh, for those two class in particular came down uh, came down to the wire, and and um, 
and it worked out really well. Nobody wrecked anybody, which, uh, you know, happens a lot on short tracks where oh, you yeah. got to move somebody out of the way because you're, you're playing follow the leader. But this track lends itself to that being able to race a little bit more sportsmanlike, if you will. That's perfect. Now, uh, plans for 2022 for all accounts, uh, it doesn't matter what racetrack it is, uh, usually the plans for the following season start when the checkered flag flies on this season. Is that the way it is out there as well? I can imagine you guys will be uh, digging in, and do you expect to see maybe a regular, if you want to call it regular, I hate using that word at a racetrack, but a regular late model class maybe at Penticton Speed way in the future well there certainly is a classer now we ran them we had a dozen cars show up so that's not too bad but you know uh, joe i'd like to see 25 cars in that class again show up 25 to 30 cars right and good competitive cars and, and the ones we got there are good competitive cars we just need more of them um so i i got some ideas on 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 how to do that and i think it's coming a lot of guys have been talking to me they're really happy with with how the track is performing so That'll help get some of these guys back out of the garage where they've been parked. But um, back to your initial question about the, the schedule. So the um, the Avion RS1 uh, series has, has already announced the schedule. It came out last week. So that's already uh, that's already publicized. And then the Penticton Speedway schedule, we hope to have that out um, early next week. We're just firming up a couple dates with a couple of, um, couple of shows we want to bring in. Um, big believers in having that schedule out early so that people can plan. We can plan, uh, you know, our work that we got to do with sponsorships and, uh, you know, the racers can plan, especially on the invitationals when they're coming from a long way away. Um, I will say on this last weekend that we had a Penticton Speedway, we had, we had racers from as far away as, as Saskatchewan show up for that. So we were really excited about that. We had people from uh, Heights, Alberta, uh, Red Deer, you know, different places, a long way away that came down to see that. And uh, they brought, geez, I think they brought seven or eight cars and good cars, too. Nice. Um, and they had a, an absolute blast. They left the track saying, hey, we're going to be back. This is phenomenal. Um, so we got to do some things with those tracks out there, too. You mentioned earlier about uh, Wyant Group, and we're, we're going there with the RS1s. We're going there with the Avion Sprint uh, Series at the same time. So, you know, we're going to go and... and uh, and put on a show there and, and, um, and be their guest for a weekend. And, um, and I know they'll reciprocate with their cars coming back our way again. And, uh, it also see what we can do with, with late model and street socks, uh, coming out of, uh, Northern Alberta to, to go back and forth. I think it's super important that, um, that the way things are going with racetracks these days, that we all help each other as much as we possibly can. Um, I, I don't know if it's always feasible to run a point series um with a lot of these tracks that are that distance but why not have big money invitationals where uh where you get 25 or 30 cars again and fill the grandstand <laughs> yeah nothing really where my focus is yeah nothing wrong with that at all uh trevor we are getting close to the top of the hour here uh we can't thank you enough for the time on race time throughout the course of the whole season and keeping us up to date on everything that's taking place out there uh the future is so incredibly bright uh for bc and for race fans for race teams out there and uh you, you, man you're playing you and your team are playing the crucial role in pulling all that together uh and congratulations on everything that you guys accomplished this year uh i can't wait to see what happens in 2022 and you can count on the fact 
that we're going to have every step of it here uh, through the off season and beyond. Uh, it's just been incredible watching from a distance like Junior and I are, are doing. Uh, but uh, congratulations on all the successes. And I know I can't wait to see what you come out with next, my friend. Well, thanks, uh, Joe, and I always appreciate talking to you. I will mention one last thing here that we've talked about before, but the Super Seal Construction Products uh, Mission Martinsville program they have with, uh, with the uh, RS1 program. So the winner of the Cup Series will get a NASCAR uh, truck ride fully paid for in Martinsville next year. That's, that's for, or, sorry, for 2023. So the champion for 2022 will win a, uh, a paid-for truck ride in Martinsville. Oh, how uh, that's cool. That's a big deal. We've got a lot of people phoning up from that program. So I'm really excited about that, and, and thanks to Super Seal for putting that on for us. Amazing. See? It's stuff like that. Trev, I know when you get a little bit of time, you just get a little bit of time. I know what you do. You keep expanding it out, making things bigger and better. Uh, and that's the cool <laughs> part. Trev, thanks so much for the time tonight. Thank you. We'll speak again. Thanks a lot, Joe. You betcha. That's Trevor Seabird out there uh, in B.C., Penticton Speedway, Area 27, and that RS1 Cup Series. You know, they had 21 cars uh, this year. You watch how many cars they end up with. I know their uh, Avion Motorsports is building more and more all the time. Uh, we're hearing it. We're seeing it. Uh, we're getting messages here at Race Time Radio. We want to hear more about Penticton. Can you get this guy on? Can you get that guy on? Trust me when I say you're going to hear a lot more about BC in the coming days here on Race Time Radio and uh, into the off season. But you know what? We are at the top of the hour, real close to it. We're going to hand the keys back to Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And, uh, hey, you're going to be in good hands. We've got a great channel here with tons of great programming. Uh, one eye on Peterborough Speedway. They're still doing laps. I want to say they're around 164. It's a 167-lap race, and uh, it's coming down to it. I can see the white flag in the air, but I can't see who's leading the race. The cars are too far away in the video shot, but uh, I know it's going to be a wild finish, and... Uh, it's a yellow flag in the air. I can't even tell you who wins, but I can tell you that's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Junior back with us next Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m., right here on Sirius XM Channel 167. Uh, Got to thank Susie right here in the RTR studio for hooking us up with all of our guests and thanks to all of our guests, uh, and thanks to you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and we will catch you again next week, right here, live on Race Time Radio. Have a safe week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.